Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for the latest on the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers with the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. It is the Fan Afternoon Show here on 1250 AM. The Fan, I am Sam Schmitz. That is Adam Roberts alongside with me today on the Fan Afternoon Show. we got a loaded show for you today. We're broadcasting live from the Lakeland University studios, offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. What do we got coming up today, Sam? Today on the Afternoon Show, we'll obviously be talking a lot of Packers. We'll talk a little Brewers and Red Sox as well. But on top of that, our guest for today We'll talk with Ryan Horvat of BetMGM tonight in the BetMGM MLB podcast at 345. Talking Packers, MLB trade deadline, Shohei Otani, Juan Soto. Lots to talk about with Horvat. But right after that, it is the return of the Mac. Rami Makloff, the former host of this time slot here on 1250 in the Fan. Now in, out in Sacramento doing his thing. But I missed my guy. I had to talk to him. And on top of that, the real reason we brought him in today was to do draft mockery which we mm-hmm. realized, Adam and I, we tuned in a little bit after our show yesterday, we realized that Rami Makhlouf brought Draft Mockery with him to Sacramento, as he should, because that's a genius segment, and I love doing it. But we'll be joined by the one and the only Rami Makhlouf at 4 o'clock as well. And then on top of that, we'll give you guys another shot to win four free Wisconsin State Fair tickets at 5 o'clock. Again, we'll be doing that all the way until August 3rd, so make sure to tune in to the afternoon show and the morning show until then for a chance to win four free Wisconsin State Fair tickets. And then at 5.30, more Packers talk with lead NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus, Sam Munson as well. Love to talk with Sam Munson about the NFL. We'll talk about Packers, but obviously some other headlines around the NFL that I want to get his thoughts on. But 414-677-1250, once again, a new phone number here at 1250 AM, the fan for you guys to call into, 414-677-1250. We've been talking a lot of Packers all throughout the week, obviously, with training camp starting on Wednesday, but... The headlines have mostly been on on Tuesday. It was Russ Ball, Matt LaFleur, and Brian Gutekinds getting extensions. Wednesday, we dived into David Bakhtiari and the concern about the knee injury. Yesterday, we dived into the wide receivers and stuff like that. But we haven't even gotten a chance to talk about, in my opinion, the most exciting aspect of this Packers team going into the 2022 season. That is the defense. And man, oh man, probably the first time I'm a young guy compared to most Packers fans, but 
probably the first time in my lifetime that I've been more excited, more interested in the Packers defense going into training camp than the offense, which is a rarity when you have guys like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre behind center all these years. But I mean, look, how can you not be excited about this Packers defense? So asking you guys, 414-677-1250, we're all excited, but the real question is, where do you think they're going to finish at the end of the season? How good of a defense do you think this is going to be? 414-677-1250, we want you guys to fill in the blank. This Packers defense will be a top blank defense in the NFL, whether it be at the end of the year or just where you see them all the way into the playoffs. 414-677-1250, we also put a poll up just a couple minutes ago on at 1250 AM, the fan on Twitter. You guys, your options are for the poll, top 15, top 10, top 5, or best in the NFL. And the early returns, Sam, are pretty positive for this Brewer, uh, Brewers defense. <laughs> this Packers defense. Uh, top 10 and 5 are tied right now at 32%. But notably, there's a decent chunk of people who think this is going to be the best defense in football this year. I think, you know what, you can honestly make a very fair case when you look at this Packers defense, especially in the depth chart, because on top of that, not only, I mean, you, you remember last year, we were talking about before the show started, we were talking with Toby Altizer about whether or not guys should be playing in the preseason and all that. And I said no, because at the end of the day, this, this team got blown out by the New Orleans Saints in week one. And look what it got them in the playoffs. They got the number one seed without Jair Alexander and without Zadarius Smith for a majority of the season. Just think about how good that team was as a whole and then how good that defense had to be without Jair Alexander and Zadarius Smith for majority of the year, and they're still the number one seed. So on top of that, you still keep guys like Devondre Campbell, who was an all-pro out of nowhere, and now is pretty much, when it comes to the linebackers, the captain of your defense. You have the number one, top two, not num- you know, top two, not two, cornerback in the NFL, Jair Alexander, when it comes to lockdown coverage, He is going to be healthy coming into the season, and he will hopefully be able to stay healthy alongside with the exciting rookie from last year, Eric Stokes, who, man, oh, man, we'll talk about him more later on, too, in the show, but I think of the world of Eric Stokes, and with Jair Alexander hopefully healthy and next to him the entire season, I'm going to be very excited to see what he does with a little less pressure on him, especially when he got thrown into the fire last year. But on top of that, you also brought back Rasul Douglas, who was kind of a savior for this Packers defense when Jair Alexander went down and prove that he, in a prove-it year, he kind of proved that he could be a top two, top one option in the NFL at corner. He certainly saved the Packers from a couple losses in the regular season. We all remember that game against the Arizona Cardinals last year where Rasul Douglas ends up getting in the game-winning interception. A guy out of nowhere just ends up making a huge impact for the Packers, and you brought him back. And on top of that, I haven't even gotten to the exciting rookies, Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker, that the Packers took in the first round. Kenny Clark is back, and he finally has help on the defensive line. You lost Zadarius Smith, but Rashawn Gary is ready to step up and you still got Preston Smith. So this Packers defense, man, it is deep. We'll go position by position more throughout the show. But once again, 414-677-1250, asking you guys to fill in the blank. This Packers defense will be a top blank defense in the NFL. You can tweet us at 1250 and the fan vote in our poll or call in 414-677-1250. Let's go out to Doug in Racine. Doug, you're on the afternoon show. Hey, Sam, good to hear you on there. Um, really, really stoked about this defense. I, I love the fact that they got some beef up front, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, extra beef and uh, the safety corner cornerbacks all sound real sound. Right. So I'm looking, really looking forward to this defense. That's about a, that's 
the most thing I've been looking forward to this year. The offense, they'll figure it out. But the defense is going to be something to watch. I hope it's as good as I think it is. Doug, where do you think they're going to rank, though, throughout the season? Top 10, top 5, best in the league? Top, top 5. Top 5? That's Top 5 Top five to top 2, top 3. I can't say 1. Right. We don't have to get specific, but sounds good, man. Doug, appreciate the phone call, hey, as always. One thing I got to one, – one thing uh, – the other day when you did the uh, peacock thing for a bad brewer thing, right? You forgot my name. You you mentioned uh, the other guys, Kabika, you, the peacock, and you're like, uh, uh and you're like, I, oh, I wait, dog, dog, dog. Okay, and to be fair, came. to be fair, it's different now. I see why Rami Makhlouf was so terrible at draft mockery all this time because there's a lot moving when you're in the host chair. And I knew it was Doug, oh, but I couldn't remember. I Doug, I couldn't remember where you were calling from, and I didn't want to be like Doug from uh. But here, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you one before we let you go. All right. <laughs> Sorry to throw that random soundbite at you guys, but that is a flock of peacocks when the St. Peter's Peacocks were making a run in the NCAA tournament. That was Doug and Ursine, Kavika and Maui, myself, and an actual peacock. And you'll hear that noise when Brewer games happen during the afternoon show when something bad happens. But getting back to the Packers, want to talk about where you guys think this defense is going to rank during the season, at the end of the season, the playoffs, doesn't matter. I just want to get a gauge on how good of a defense you guys think this will be. Everyone's excited, but is it top 10, top 15, top 5, best in the league? What say you? 414-677-1250 or tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan. It's about to Mike in West Dallas. Mike, you're on the afternoon show. Hey, how's it going, Sam? Doing well. How about you, Mike? Good, good. Yeah, so um, I, I think it's going to be a top five defense, uh, if not the best defense in the NFL. I mean, when you look at the amount of uh, capital they've invested on defense, virtually mm-hmm. every starter is either a first-round pick, a former first-round pick, or a high-priced free agent. Um, they really don't have any weak spots uh, at any of the starting positions. And now you have two middle linebackers you know, that are fast, rangy, that cannot only stop the run, but they, they can also cover. So they don't have to put you know, a weak safety in there uh, on dime you know, packages that cannot stop the run because that was a major weakness for them. Right. you know, the last couple of years was stopping the run. So I think they've addressed that concern. Um, not only that, but I mean, I, I think Rashawn Gary is kind of a dark horse candidate for defensive player of the year. You know, I, I think he has that type of talent. He was top three in pressures last year. If he even converts like 10 or 15% of those into sacks, I mean, he could easily have 16, 17 sacks this season. Uh, and, you know, you got Eric Stokes, Kenny Clark, Adrian Amos, Devondre Campbell, uh, Rashawn Gary, you know, all those guys could be pro bowlers this year. Right. So I just think that anything less than a top five defense would be a major disappointment uh, because with, with what they have offensively, they need, they need the defense to carry this team. Absolutely. You know, they, they're, they're going to have to win a lot of, you know, 20, you know, 26 to 20, you know, 23 to 17 type games. It's not going to be your, you know, 35 to 17 anymore. I mean, I, I don't know what your thoughts on that are. Well, Mike, for your first couple points, I agree, with, especially because now you can make the argument that they have, they have a lot of guys, if not multiple guys, who are you know top five, if not the best at their position in the NFL. But the reason you can sell people on why this Packers defense is going to be top five, if not the best in the league, is because, like you said, they're also deep. I mean, you know, Rasul Douglas is your number three corner who would have been perfectly fine as a number two along with Eric Stokes if Jair Alexander was still dealing with injuries. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, 
But you brought up a good point. I was going to bring up later, but yeah, I mean, this defense, they're going to have to hold teams at some point to 10, 13 point games because sometimes the offense won't be able to put up enough points, whether it be because of injury or inexperienced players at the wide receiver position. And hopefully Robert Tunyon's back, but who knows? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I think this defense is going to be great. Their, their only real weakness is I think there's some depth uh, concerns, but you know, I, I think you could probably say that about most teams in the NFL that they have some depth concerns, right? right. You know, you can't you can't fill every single uh, position. So I would still love it if they added, you know, like a third pass rusher free agent because I don't I don't really have faith in any of the guys that they have in that room currently to fill that spot. So Mike, appreciate the phone call as always. All right, see you. That was Mike in West Dallas once again. Four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. Asking you guys. This Packers defense is a top blank defense in the NFL. Fill in the blank. Top 15, top 10, top 5, best in the NFL. 414-677-1250 or tweet us at 1250 AM. The fans go out to Lee on the east side. Lee, you're on the afternoon show. Lee, you there? Going once. Going twice. Three times. All right. Unfortunately, Lee, feel free to call back if you get a shot, but once again, 414-677-1250 if you guys want to chime in on this Packers defense and where you think they're going to rank throughout the season. So far, once again, I mentioned we put up a poll on 1250 and the fan on our Twitter page. Right now, the leading result is top five, top 10 being numbers two with 33%, top 15, 17%. Best in the NFL, which I know is a very bold claim, but right now in last place, 13% as well. David on at 1250 AM, the fan tweets in, he thinks it's about five. Top five defense in the NFL, which I would agree with. David also tweets in at 1250 and the fan top five. If tackling is the top five, <laughs> the defensive front will speed up the QB. So that means the QB will speed up and under pressure. Short passes and wide receiver screens and runs up the middle will be their main options, along with jet sweeps to move on our defense. Tackling will be a must. And that has always been a frustrating point when it comes to the Green Bay Packers the last couple of years. But they have good players. But man, oh man, we all remember the... NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers a couple years ago. Not only were there huge holes in the running game, but on top of that, they just could not tackle Raheem Mostert. So tackling is always an issue, especially in today's NFL. It's just not what it used to be, unfortunately. But yeah, that is always a concern. But he's right. I mean, look, Kenny Clark finally has some help when it comes to the defensive front. Not only do they bring in Jaron Reed, but they also draft Devontae Wyatt. And that kind of moves a guy like Dean Lowry. Like, yeah, he could be potentially still your starting left defensive end, but you have guys that you can finally rotate in that you're very comfortable that may be even better than Dean Lowry, who I think are, especially Devontae Wyatt and Jaron Reed. But we're finally over the days of no more Tyler Lancaster, no more days of Kevin King rotating into this Packers defense who, unfortunately, just haven't been able to live up to the position that the Packers have you know, been throwing him into over these past couple of years, but there really is Mike and West Dallas brought it up, but there really is the depth around this defense that not a lot of other teams have in the NFL. We'll dive into that. We'll read some more of your comments. You guys are always feel free to call in 414-677-1250. Once again, new phone number here at 1250 AM. The fan asking you guys, this Packers defense is a top what defense in the NFL top 15, top 10, top five, best in the league. We'll get your guys' phone calls, tweets, and more coming up after the break. It is the afternoon show with Sam Schmitz and Adam Roberts here on 1250 AM, The Fan. It is the fan afternoon show here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Sam Schmitz along with Adam Roberts in this afternoon. Once again, at 345, we're talking to Ryan Horvath of BetMGM tonight, the BetMGM MLB podcast. Also, after Horvath, 
Rami Makhlouf returns to the afternoon show. We'll do some Knights Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery him with him and more. But right now, talking about this Packers defense at 414-677-1250. But before I do that, I want to remind you guys about the Unwritten Podcast. Dive into the history and culture of baseball's unofficial rulebook with Unwritten, a new podcast hosted by former players Ron Darling and Jimmy Rollins. Unwritten looks at the all, all the secret and not-so-secret guidelines that big leaguers follow while playing the game. Ron and Jimmy give you the player's perspective on bat flips, bean balls, brawls, and more. Download Unwritten on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Once again, doing a kind of fill-in-the-blank topic right now. Everybody's excited about this Packers defense, but I want to know where you guys think this Packers defense ranks among the NFL. Once again, 414-677-1250. New phone number here at 1250 AM The Fan. Or you can tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. We'll also read your guys' comments on Facebook as well. Let's get out to the phone lines. Had a little bit of phone difficulties before, but we'll get him back on right now. It is Lee on the east side. Lee, you're on the afternoon show. Hello. Can you can you hear me? We can. Uh, I wanted to say uh, I really love your station. Uh, listen at all hours. So understand that. And I've been a Packers fan since I was a little kid. I'm 80 years old. Right. So I think that it's unrealistic, and there's a lot of whistling in the dark about uh, – the defense, you don't go from wherever we ranked, what, 27, 26 last year wasn't good. You don't go from there to number one. It's just uh, not a realistic view. Look at what happened to our number one drafted receiver. Hurt already, can't play. Right. But, Lee, don't you think having Jair healthy going into the season is definitely going to boost up this defense? Yeah, anything we can do to avoid injuries. But defenses are built upon a lot more than just Who's got the biggest reactions? Who's the fastest? It's coordination between, let's say, uh, the defensive backs. If a guy misses the assignment, the guy runs home free because he didn't study the playbook. It's it's a complex matter, and uh, to make a jump like that would make Lafleur the coach of the year again. So, right. I'm sorry, I don't think it's good. No, it's also I feel that. They'd be lucky to do 500. I know I have a dull review. That's so, a, no, that's perfectly fine, Lee. Like you said, you're you've been you've seen a lot of great Packers defenses, so you have reason to be skeptical and all that. I I believe you. Appreciate the phone call, Lee. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, no problem. Once again, four one four six seven seven twelve fifty, or you can tweet us at twelve fifty and the fan. Now he does bring up the rankings, and it wasn't as bad as he made it out to be as far as rankings for the Packers defense last year. According to Pro Football Focused, I don't go strictly by yards allowed or you know turnovers or points allowed because that can get a little skewed with garbage time and all that. So I just go with the Pro Football Focus ranking overall because they kind of accumulate for everything. And once again, we're talking to Pro Football Focus lead NFL analyst Sam Munson at 530 as well to talk more about the Packers. But Pro Football Focus last year ranked the Packers defense 15th overall among the entire league. And I got to remind people that was without Jair Alexander and Zadarius Smith for majority of the year. And then on top of that, looking into some of the other number in statistical categories, the Packers ranked 13th in points allowed last year, 371 points allowed, 9th in yards allowed, 5,579, and 25th in takeaways with 26. So we'll see where the Packers can improve and get better and where they might unfortunately take a step back. But I do think having a guy like Jair Alexander is obviously going to make this Packers defense better. And if they're already 15th in the, 15th in the league last year, in Joe Barry's first year as Packers defensive coordinator, who Lee brought up an interesting point how it's not just who you got on the defense, it's about 
the coaches and the coordination between players and, you know, missing assignments and stuff like that that might cost the defense. But at the end of the day, I mean, we were kind of all very nervous about Joe Barry's system, looking at his track record with the Detroit Lions and Washington back in the day. But, and his, you know, work with the LA Rams as an assistant before he came to the Green Bay Packers. But all in all, I mean, especially with missing some of your top defensive players for most of the season, I would consider last year, last year, Joe Barry's first year as defensive coordinator for the Packers a pretty much a successful thing and a kind of a step up from the previous defensive coordinators you had in Mike Pettin. And now you get Jair Alexander back. Now you had Devondre Campbell and Chris Barnes last year. Chris Barnes, I like, but I think he's going to be much better as a backup to the highly touted rookie linebacker, Quay Walker. And on top of that, you get Kenny Clark some more help with Devontae Wyatt and Jaron Reed, something that he hasn't had before. It's just been nonstop years of Dean Lowry and Tyler Lancaster, guys like that, Jack Heflin. I like some of these guys, but I think, you know, the past couple of years, the Packers have been relying on just a little too much as starters. I think at the end of the day, some of these guys that were big contributors were getting a lot of snaps for the Green Bay Packers on defense last year and the years before. They're not starters. They're more of guys who you can rotate in as your second and third to kind of give these guys some breaks, especially on certain downs. But nowadays, I mean, if, if Dean Lowry is your backup defensive end behind Darren Reed or Jaron Reed and Devontae Wyatt, along with Kenny Clark at nose tackle, that's an upgrade. You keep Preston Smith, who proved that he can still be productive. Rashawn Gary, Mike and West Dallas brought up an interesting point how he thinks Rashawn Gary is going to be in contention for Defensive Player of the Year. If he gets enough sacks, how can he not be? And Rashawn Gary's just been doing nothing but continuing to progress in his young career, so it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. So you have a pretty formidable pass rush with all things considered. I'm going to be very interested to see. I think the thing that this Packers defense might be best at, honestly, aside from pass coverage, is they're going to be a menace when it comes to the run game with Devondre Campbell, and I mentioned Quay Walker. And a lot of these guys, it's, it's going to be one thing, too, if they go down due to injury. I think you have to account for at least a couple guys getting injured throughout the season. But another reason why I'm still sold on this Packers defense being a top five defense is because I think at the end of the day, if you if some of these guys go down, if Jair Alexander goes down again, you still have a guy like Rasul Douglas who can step right in. If Eric Stokes goes down, same thing, vice versa. If Quay Walker unfortunately gets injured in his rookie season, well, Chris Barnes played a lot last year, and I think he'll be pretty formidable too. You have guys on the, like I mentioned, Devontae Wyatt and Jared Reed and Dean Lowry. So if one guy goes down on this Packers defense at some of the positions, not all the positions, because obviously if you lose Adrian Amos or Darnell Savage, that might be a little more worrisome. But compared to other teams around the league, this Packers defense is deep. Once again, 414-677-1250. You can call us or tweet us at 1250MFan. You can also vote on our poll on what you think this guy's, what you think this Packers defense will rank throughout the season. Is it a top 15, top 10, top 5, best in the league defense? We'll hear from you guys. Once again, 414-677-1250. Let's go out to the phone lines. James and Waukesha, you're on the afternoon show. Hey, Sam. How are you? Doing well, James. How about you? Good, good, good. Um, I, I think um, I think what's not being um, mentioned and might be being overlooked is, is how much of an impact the improvement in our special teams will, will be and how that will affect our defense, and for that matter, our offense also. Right. Because we, we, we had, what, the worst 
special teams in the league last year. Well, I mean, on top of all the injuries, too, if, if guys are getting injured on special teams, other backups and stuff like that on defense and offense are going to have to step into some of those roles. So it just makes everybody even more fatigued. So I think you have a point there, James. Right, exactly. I mean, our defense gave up, what, six points to the 49ers in the playoffs? Right. Yeah. I mean, That's all you can ask for. And we we and we've got basically a second head coach as our special teams coordinator, right. and and this, this guy's pretty good at what he does. So, but on I top of that, he, James, on top of Rich Bisacci, I mean, like I said, Joe Barry in his first year did pretty well, and on top of that, he's getting guys healthier that he didn't have majority of the season, like exactly. Jerry Alexander, and he didn't have Zadarius Smith, and he's got Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith. I mean, getting some of these right. guys back is going to make his job easier. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And then we got a couple of dogs out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah. And and let's face it, special teams predicates field position. Right. And field position is everything in football. And so I, I think any improvement in special teams will help our defense. So, James, and our defense. ranking-wise, where do you see this Packers defense throughout the season? Is it a top 15, top 10, top 5, best in the league defense? I, I, I think, I and I'd be happy if they were top ten. I right. think, I think, I think that puts you in the Super Bowl. You know, I would agree. James, appreciate yeah. the phone call as always. All right, buddy. Have a good day. Once again, that is James and Walkshaw, 414 677 1250 New phone number here at twelve fifty. And the family guys call in once again four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. Or you can always tweet us or comment on our pages as well. Once again, asking you guys, fill in the blank. This Packers defense is a top 15, top 10, top 5, best in the league. Right now, poll's still looking the same right now at 1250 in the fan. Top 5, the leading vote getter, 37%. Top 10, 32%. Top 15, 20%. And best in the NFL, 11%. We'll talk about this and more after the break before we talk with Ryan Horvat about MGM tonight at 345. More Packers talk coming up here on the afternoon show with Sam Schmitz and Adam Roberts on 1250 AM, the fan. Oh, man. You know what? I forgot. Coming out of the commercial break, to switch it up from our bumpers, I was going to play G-Force to switch it up a little bit. But we'll do that, especially with Ryan Horvat this next segment G-Force. afterwards. In a couple of minutes, we'll be talking to Ryan Horvat about the Packers and baseball trade deadlines and stuff. But asking you guys, once again, 414-677-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 the fan. Fill in the blank. This Packers defense is a top 15, top 10, top 5, or is it best in the league? Like LeVar Ball would probably say, undefeated, never lost. Want to get your guys' thoughts? I say top five, and I think there's, you can definitely, it's not just a homer opinion. You can definitely sell people on the depth, the fact that you're getting guys back who were mostly injured last year. Joe Barry's in his second year as Packers defensive coordinator. You have the young, exciting draft picks. But joining me right now was a guy who I was talking to a couple minutes ago during, you know, crosstalk between Midday Madness and the start of this fan afternoon show. It is. The little potato wedge, Toby Altizer. Yeah, what's going on? What's up, Toby? I wanted Not to much. you know, just talk about this Packers defense for just a couple more minutes with you because I don't think we really got to expand on your thoughts. Yeah. I just kind of gave mine that the fact that you're getting guys back, you have young, promising talent and rookies and all that. Mm-hmm. You have Joe Barry in his second year. You have Honestly, I think the biggest thing is, is guys who produced last year, like Eric Stokes and Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas, they're back, but they have other guys around them that will make their job yeah. easier. But you said best in the league, and I yeah. love it. The top defense. Why is that? Looking at the starters, you know, we talked on the big show today about some concerns you might have, and I think there are concerns to be had. But when you look at any defense around football, you can usually find something that they're going to struggle with. You can look and say, well, 
this is a weak link here and you can name the player or you can say maybe they're not going to be as good against the pass or whatever the case may be. Right. Look around the Packers defense in terms of starters, and I don't think there really is a weak link. If you want to say Darnell Savage is the weak link, well, that might be the best weak link of all the defenses in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly no Eli Apple. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's <laughs> there are lots of teams that have worse players that are starting than what the Packers have in Darnell Savage. And then I look at it and I think, all right, so in terms of scheme and how things are going to work, how does this all pan out? Well, I think defensive line, you've addressed it. Kenny Clark is obviously a stud. You brought in a couple guys to help him. You should be able to get home against the passer with Jaron Reed. He's shown that he can get home and had double-digit sacks one year. And Devontae Wyatt's a stud against the run. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be able to do both with those. You look at the edge rushers. Rashawn Gary's going to continue to get better. Preston Smith is solid. Look at the linebacking core. Devondre Campbell, an all-pro last year. Quay Walker, someone that's going to allow you to play fast and not have to bring Amos down into the box in the run situation. So I think you should be able to stop the run without loading the box and out of the nickel. And don't even you don't even have to look at the secondary and think, oh yeah, Jair, Rasul Douglas, Eric Stokes, Savage, Amos. I mean, you should be able to stop the pass and the run out of the nickel package. And that to me is, you know, the the reason I have so much faith in this Packers team is they're gonna sit in the nickel like most teams do because of how pass oriented the modern game of football is. And they should be able to stop both aspects. It's just about actually going out there and doing it now. Once again, 414-677-1250 if you want to join the conversation where you guys think this Packers defense ranks among the league this season. And I pretty much agree with you on every point. I think there's not really a difference between when I say top five best in the league because they certainly, if I say top five, that means they probably have a very good chance and the potential to be a top defense in the NFL. And you bring up a lot of good points. I don't really disagree with you, but on top of that, like, you know, a lot of these other teams, if some of their best players go down, they don't have a guy like Rasul Douglas. They don't have a guy like mm-hmm. Eric Stokes who have experience from last year. But, I mean, really, aside from maybe the safety positions, if if Amos or Darnell Savage goes down, that might be a little bit of a concern. But every position, I mean, you look at the inside linebackers, if Devondre well, Campbell safety... or Quay Walker gets injured, you have Chris Barnes, who yeah. I like Chris Barnes, but I think we realized after last year is he's not he's not a starter. He's like a fringe yeah. guy who could, if you need if you need a spot start, could play but could also be a very, very, very good backup linebacker. Safety and edge rusher are the ones that I'm keeping an eye on in terms of depth. I'd mm-hmm. like to see something at edge rusher, a third guy kind of develop, because, you know, you, you, these edge rushers aren't playing 100% of the snaps. So when Rashawn Gary or Preston Smith comes off the field, it is going to be a little bit of a weak link in that sense. But if they could bring in someone or one of these guys really steps up, I, I just don't see a whole lot of weaknesses with this team outside of a few positions they could have injuries but you know if we're just looking at it on paper right now and kind of projecting what we think they're going to be assuming health here I don't see a better unit in the entire football league neither do I and honestly too uh, I mean at the end of the day I I hope because I believe the Packers are coming up on a contract year for Adrian Amos they've they've been taking a couple late round safeties the past couple of years, but you're right. You do need eventually one of these guys to step up and prove that they can be something, but we'll see. I, I just like, look, at the end of the day, I, I was telling people to start off the show that as a Packers fan, this is the first time in my lifetime that I've been more interested, more excited for the defense going into the, the season than the offense. Because when you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, I mean, and the great wide receivers that the Packers have had over the years, how can you not be? But there's too many question marks on offense. And yeah, Aaron Rodgers is back, but... On top of that, like like I said, 
somebody brought up a point where they they ranked pretty. He thought they ranked like you know some of the worst in the league, but despite not having Jair Alexander and Zadarius Smith majority of the year, according to Pro Football Focus, they were still the 15th best defense in the NFL, and that was with Joe Barry in his first year. So you bring those guys. Well, and that, that's the other point. First year, this is a second year in this defense with Joe Barry. Right, guys are going to be more comfortable. That guys are going to be better at communication because my thing is they need to play like a top five defense. You know, whatever you want to rank them, they need to play like a top defense against the good teams and the bad teams. And, you know, when I think about last year and the inconsistency with the defense, you saw good portions, but then I also saw portions where the one image that immediately comes to my mind is Justin Jefferson running wide open in the secondary when they played in Minnesota. They can't have those sort of lapses. No, but on top of that, I think, you know, with the guys that they have, especially in the backup positions as well, I think they can give you multiple looks. We were talking with Peter Bukowski of Lockdown Packers yesterday, who will be talking to Bart Winkler this afternoon on Zach Gelb National Radio on CBS Sports Radio. Um, I talked with him Are yesterday. Are we going to tease this all and then he's not going to do it? I don't know, man. <laughs> they tested it out yesterday, so hopefully everything's all good on our end. Um, but I was talking to, with Peter yesterday, and I was wondering, because you know, obviously it's great to have Jair, Rasul Douglas back, and Eric Stokes going into the second year, but none of them have really ever played slot corner when it comes to their mm-hmm. experience and all that. And Peter brought up a good point. He's like, they've so far started training camp with Rasul Douglas, but based on his size and stature, he can sometimes be that slot corner that you need. And sometimes Peter brought up another great point. It's not like you have a designated slot wide receiver in the NFL nowadays. Like Justin Jefferson, like you brought up, he'll be playing outside and he'll be playing uh, slot wide receiver as well. So maybe you want to have a guy like Jerry Alexander who – is a lockdown corner. Also follow him in. Also follow him into the slot the entire game, which I think Joe Barry is going to do with that star position that he has on defense. So that's why I say that this defense can just be so well equipped to give other teams multiple looks that other great defenses probably aren't able to do. Because look, if Jalen Ramsey is only going to cover like one guy, one side of the field, what is the other cornerback going to do at the end of the day? If somebody goes into the slot, you know, if Aaron Donald goes down, who do the LA Rams have aside from? Uh, some of their other great pass rushers. So when you look at some of the other top defenses, I think you can definitely make a an argument for best in the league. Yeah, and I think that you're getting back Jair Alexander, and it was a solid defense last year. I think you said middle of the pack, but right. you bring in a couple guys, I think you bolstered some of those things, and you're pretty much returning most of the guys. And then like you bring up with health, Jair is going to be back, and I, I don't know that we're giving the thought process enough that Jair Alexander, the best corner back in the NFL is returning to the football field for the Packers. Let's talk about that because real quick, before we talk to Ryan Horvat, we got a couple more minutes here, but I think Jair, he's one of the rare cornerbacks because you talk about, you know, Trayvon Diggs and stuff like that. I know, you know, Trayvon Diggs, like none other being a Washington <laughs> commie fan, but you bring up a lot of good points when you talk about it because look, yeah, he might lead the league in interceptions and turnovers, but gives up all the yards. Yeah. He is not a quote unquote lockdown cornerback. He is a, you know, pick six type of corner. Jair, he doesn't get a lot of turnovers just because teams know not to throw his way. Yeah. So a lot of people want to bring up stats and stuff like that. But look, if I'm not hearing your name on defense during the game, that means you're doing your job and you're doing a great job. Yeah. And, and real quick, do you think, when you look at how they're going to use the corners, I know you talk with you mentioned what you talked about with Peter Bukowski. You think they're going to possibly just give Jair the top dog and say, "Hey, follow him around the field." Because if that's me and I had that opportunity, that's what I would do. I'd say twenty-three. You lock up whoever it is, Justin Jefferson. You're playing another elite team with you know Cooper Cup, whatever. You follow him around, try to take him out of the equation. We'll let we'll figure everything else out. Oh man, that's interesting. Because my initial reaction is yes, I do want to give Jair that option. 
and I just don't know what Joe Barry's going to do, especially with none of these guys really playing slot corner in the NFL before this year. But don't you kind of want to just like maybe like one or two snaps a game, just give whoever the top receiver is like just a look at Eric Stokes. Yeah, and I mean, you can, up. It, it's not necessarily like every snap, but right. like I think like 80, 75 percent of the snaps. And I'll tell you from. Oh, his yeah. time if, it, was in, if it's that, I'm definitely doing like 80% with Jair, whoever the top wide receiver is. Because yeah. I just think about Justin Jefferson and how he, you know, Eric Stokes had a great year last year, but right. he had torched well, Stokes. Jefferson's rookie year, too. I believe he caught a touchdown over Jair. He yeah. only had like, you know, two or three catches in that game at home against the Vikings. But j- just uh, some context. When Joe Barry was in D.C., right. he did not have Norman follow people at first. And Norman was not Jair's. I'm not saying that, but yeah, he was clear number saying. one guy. Eventually, he started having to follow people around when the defense wasn't as good. So I think, you know, it's going to be a work in progress and they'll, you know, feel it out. But I would love to see Jair just saying, you know what? I'm shutting down JJ today. That's it. I'm just glad he's back at the end of the day. Toby, appreciate the time as always. Go home. We'll hear from you once again in the big show next week, right? Yep. All right. Toby Altizer in on the Wendy's big show next week as well. We'll take a quick break here on the Fan Afternoon Show. We'll continue to talk Packers. We'll also talk MLB trade deadline with Ryan Horvat of BetMGM tonight. After the break here, it is the Fan Afternoon Show with Sam Schmitz, Adam Roberts on 1250 AM. The Fan. Oh, yeah. We're talking Packers pretty much all afternoon. Football. So I figure we got to bring in a little bit of G-Force as well. We're talking about the Packers defense all throughout the first hour. But joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline to talk some more Packers and baseball as well. It is Ryan Horvath of BetMGM Tonight in the BetMGM MLB podcast. Horvy, good to hear from you, man. How you doing? Great to hear from you. More importantly, great to hear some G-Force yeah. on my drive into work. Well, here, you want to hear a little more? I, I want to hear it. Yeah, I do. All right, here we yeah, go. Here we go. Here fact. we go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going 130 right now. <laughs> Traffic's bad out there, man. Careful. <laughs> All right. But obviously, Horvat, before we had you on, we were talking about this Packers defense. All throughout the week, we got sidetracked in other stories that popped up with David Bakhtiari and the wide receivers yeah. and all the contract extensions given out to Matt LaFleur, Brian Gudikins, and Russ Ball. So today, we finally were able to talk about the defense. But I was asking the people, I want to know like where exactly they think this defense ranks among the NFL. Is it top 15, top 10, top 5? Is it best in the league? I want to get your thoughts on it as well. Yeah, that's a great question, man, because, you know, going into the season, let's, I mean, going before, let's go before the draft, right? Like, we wondered how they were going to be able to bring everybody on the defensive side of the ball. The, the, the guys that they found last year, you know, and Campbell and Rasul Douglas, we didn't think they had a shot at keeping either of those guys. But then, obviously, Devontae Adams asked to be traded, so they move him, so the Devontae money ends up being able to be spent elsewhere and instead of addressing the wide receiver position, even though I do think they should have traded a second round pick for AJ Brown, especially if that's all it was going to take, I would have thrown in a third. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing. Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados. Like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo. They are so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Round pick. I'm fine with that. But they're able to keep those guys, man, and I think that that's huge because now you have Jair back fully healthy. When fully healthy, I think he's the best defensive back in the league, and that includes um, – Jalen Ramsey, I think he's better than Jalen Ramsey. I think people will remember that once he gets on the field and plays a full season, fingers crossed. Now you have Rasul Douglas, and you also have Eric Stokes, who last year, man, is a rookie. He became the number one corner, and he was great. So I had no concerns about the secondary. Darnell Savage needs to stay healthy, but I expect big things now another year in that defensive system under Joe Barry. We all love Adrian Amos. I think he's one of the more underrated players in Packer history. Seriously, I really mean that, too. Um, he's great. Like, he's not Woodson, he's not Nick Collins, but he's damn good. And uh, I can't believe Bears fans really were trying to tell us that HaHa Clinton Dix was an upgrade. I still can't <laughs> believe that. But now what I love, man, is the only concern I had about the defense before the draft was stopping the run. And Dean Lowry actually had a pretty good season last year. You know, and I was always frustrated with Dean Lowry. I definitely don't want to see Tyler Lancaster ever again. But Lowry was good. And now you get Kenny Clark some help on the defensive line. I like both of those guys out of Georgia. You know, Quay, he's going to be great. And they finally addressed the inside linebacker position, a position that they've always undervalued, let's be honest. I like Blake Martinez, but he did make tackles 10 yards, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. But he was – I liked Blake. So I'm glad that they addressed that because they need to be able to stop the run because if you look at how we get destroyed in the playoffs every single year right. a couple of years back san francisco man jimmy garoppolo only dropped back eight times in that game and they rushed for nearly 300 yards even last year san francisco they really weren't able to do anything offensively last year was a fluke the packers were the best team in the league special teams was just a disaster i expect that to improve so i think realistically man they're definitely a top 10 defense if healthy but I think they could be top five because finally they're going to be able to stop the run. You're not going to be able to double-team Kenny Clark on 80% of the snaps anymore now. Right. So I'm really excited for the defense. I'm more excited for the defense than the offense. I've never said that in my life. I said the exact same thing to lead off the show. Never in my life. And I'm, you know, you're obviously an older Packer fan than I am, but with guys like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre behind the ball, I mean, how can you not be? But, yeah, I mean, finally, not only just – there's less question marks on that defense. But like you said, I mean, I think you can really sell people outside of Wisconsin that this could be definitely a top five defense, if not best in the league. Like you said, for a lot of the reasons. But on top of that, guys, like you mentioned, Dean Lowry. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Jaron Reed and Devontae White. But look, I don't, I've been ripping on Dean Lowry a lot, especially last week. And, you know, I always hate yeah. Tyler Lancaster and stuff like that. But I always thought those guys, they were never starters. They're good, but they're more like rotational pieces. But now they can be in this Packers defense. And a guy like Chris Barnes, too, as well. I mean, I like Chris yeah. Barnes, but, I mean, having Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell in front of him, that's a that's a perfect backup, in my opinion, with Chris Barnes. And, dude, and the thing is, so, like, obviously we're all excited about Quay, but Devontae Wyatt, I'm way more excited for Devontae Wyatt, to be quite honest, because he's everything that we've always needed, and he's everything that Kenny Clark deserves. I always laugh, you know, not only are we wasting Aaron Rodgers, like, we need to get him some help, but we've been wasting Kenny Clark because – we don't know how many good years. I thought B.J. Raji was going to be around forever, man. Like, we don't know. We don't know how many years these guys have, and 
Kenny Clark deserves some help. So I'm really excited for Wyatt. Not, they're going to be able to stuff the run. Last year, I want to say they were 30th in the league. You know, they gave up four yards. I believe it was 4.1 yards per carry, which was 30th in the league on runs right up the middle. No longer are teams going to be able to gash them right up the middle. They're going to be able to cover tight ends now with these linebackers. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to be, you know, they're going to be more athletic. And that's a great point. Like guys like Lancaster, D. Lowry, right. They're not superstars, man. But you could find a role for them now when you have studs on the defensive line. Like, look at all these good, look at the teams, like, historically that win Super Bowls lately, at least. You know, remember that Eagles team with Nick Foles? They won a Super Bowl because they were able to rotate their defensive linemen. You know, Chris Long would be not even on the field on first and second down. Now Green Bay is going to be able to do that. So I'm really excited. And I think I think they're going to have a big year on the defensive side of the ball. It all comes down to can they stay healthy. Is everybody, is everybody going to be able to stay healthy? You know, um, I think the preseason is going to be important for somebody like Jair but just because I want to see him out there hitting again. Because coming off a shoulder injury, that's what you worry about. So right. as long as he's back, man, ready to go. I'm excited. Once again, talking with Ryan Horvath at BetMGM tonight and the BetMGM MLB podcast as well. You talked about Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker. and I mean, I think it's kind of interesting when you look at the roles of those rookies and what they're going into year one compared to the wide receivers because it's like it's like reverse psychology right now where I hear a lot of Packers fans obviously tell me when I talk about the wide receiver core how they think Christian Watson is going to be great because look at all the other second-round receivers we've taken in years past, but – those guys had, I mean, Devontae had Jordy in front of him. Jordy had Greg Jennings and Donald Driver in front of him. Greg Jennings had Donald Driver in front of him. Like, those guys didn't have to be number ones right away. And I think the same is, like, Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt are in those situations, which will be beneficial to them. But Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs, like, those guys have such higher expectations in year one than any of those great wide receivers that we mentioned, along with Randall Cobb, who I forget as well. Like, these, these wide receivers are going to be thrown into the fire right away, and that's why I'm a little more skeptical about them than I think most Packers fans. Yeah, for sure, man, and that's a great point, and that's what I continue to say, too. Like, just because Greg Jennings and Jordy Nelson and all these guys weren't first-round picks means nothing because those guys, like you said, weren't forced week one. I mean, also, let's look at the playbook that these guys have to learn. This is a way more complicated system now. This is Matt LaFleur's offense. I... I almost feel like it's going to be a little unfair for these guys because, I mean, Jordy Jordy was playing special teams when he was a rookie. We didn't know what Jordy was out of Kansas State. He was a high school quarterback. Greg Jennings, I love Greg Jennings right away because Brett Favre loved Greg Jennings right away. But like you said, he didn't have to be the man. Randall Cobb, he didn't have to be the man. He was our kick returner and punt returner and slot receiver and kind of the gadget guy. Remember McCarthy loved that stupid direct snap to him, which would go for two yards. It made no sense, but that was like McCarthy getting flashy. Right. And so that's the thing. And Rodgers doesn't trust these guys right away. I have noticed Rodgers, and I said this on Bard's show this morning, dude, like Rodgers has become the leader we've always wanted him to become. Say what you want about the guy. He's got long hair. He's got these crazy tattoos now. But yesterday he stayed after practice. He's chopping it up with the defensive backs. Uh, you know, he's been nothing but complimentary like to all these rookie wide receivers and these young guys. He's like, I like our room. Yeah. I like these guys. And he's like, I'm going to be patient with them too. He wants the Super Bowl, man. He didn't just come back for the $500 million or whatever it is. He came back because he wants to win a Super Bowl. So even if this is a two-year project, I do think it's a win now with this defense. But my hopes are, let's be honest, my hopes are we get one of these wide receivers. They're not getting enough targets. They get pissed off. Their dad takes the social media. They ask for a trade. He ends up in Green Bay. Or Odell Beckham Jr. is cleared to run here soon, and he ends up in Green Bay. Just because we're starting the season with, 
you know, Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, and Randall Cobb is one, two, three. Doesn't mean we have to finish the season that way. The Rams only continued to get better. Last year they acquired Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr., man. So the Packers could do the same thing. But uh, I do kind of hope that they do do something similar. I, I wanted to take a look at Julio. I didn't want to give Julio six, seven million dollars, but I would take a shit. I would take a shot with Will Fuller if he was able to play football this year. I can't believe he's still out there. The problem with Will Fuller, he catches one ball at the seventy-two yard touchdown, and then he's out for the next six weeks for your fantasy team. Right. I mean, I was about to bring up Julio Jones, but you just talked about him right there. But I mean, I just hate the fact that like it's like Brian Gutekunst wants to stick it to Devontae Adams and the rest of the NFL, and just you know after he you know brought in Sammy Watkins along with these guys, he like wiped his hands. And he's like. All right, that's it. I know we're in the final couple of years of Aaron Rodgers, but I'm going to prove that I'm a good GM. But it's like you could have still taken a shot on guys like Julio Jones, if anything, just to play keep away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and to also bring in another veteran leader to kind of show these rookies the ropes. I mean, even if Julio doesn't play, like I said, I'm a Julio truther, man. At the end of the day, I've been fighting for him for the past couple of years, but even I realized last year that it's kind of getting near the end. But if Julio Jones is just on the field for like six, eight games, he's still a great red zone target for this Packers offense if he were to sign with them. Exactly. I'll, and I'll say this, too, because I've been talking a lot, and I haven't even brought up Amari Rogers. You know, Tunyon is going to be back. I think he could catch double-digit touchdowns if healthy. But the thing is, there's a lot of young receivers in that room. Randall Cobb's in that room. Alan Lazard now is a couple years in this system, man, and he put together a really solid, what, final six weeks of the season? Hell, if Aaron Rodgers just hit that Alan Lazard, they're, they're, playing the, they're beating the Rams at Lambeau. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, right. so Lazard can make the plays. He could get himself open. I don't know if he's a number one wide receiver, but in that room, if somebody can't step up and become a number one wide receiver and catch at least 80 balls, then they are all, then they're, you know, none of, none of them, none of them deserve to be in the league because if, if Aaron Rodgers can't turn you into at least a number two, you know, or at least, a, you know, a number one wide receiver, then you got some issues because look what he's done with all of these guys. Greg Jennings, I think Greg Jennings was great, but he never did anything without Rodgers or Favre, right? Um, I mean, James Jones led the NFL with 14 touchdown receptions one year when everybody got hurt. Jordy Nelson, we didn't know what Jordy was. So somebody's got to step up, and luckily we have Aaron Rodgers. You know, Brady did it for years with guys like Deion Branch, so Rodgers should be able to do it too and turn one of these guys into a superstar. It's just tough to predict who, it was, who it's going to be. I won't be shocked if Armari, Armari Rogers ends up being pretty good, though. Right. He can't return kicking. And aside from the wide receivers, Horvath, I heard you bring up a really interesting point when it comes to the running backs, which is the position group I'm most excited about this season for the Packers going into 2022. But you brought up a really interesting and uh, pretty valuable, honestly, being the expert batter that you are. But with A.J. Dillon, what was the season total prop that you brought up before? Oh, yeah, man. I actually took out a small loan to bet. I'm kidding. I bet a lot of money on this, though. Like, I'm talking, like, about five units. I'm not a big – I bet this amount of units. I usually bet the same amount on everything. But, uh, dude, A.J. Dillon's touchdowns this year, rushing touchdowns, five and a half is what BetMGM has. And it's only minus 120, meaning you risk $120 to win 100, which is not a big risk. And, uh, dude, if he doesn't have five-and-a-half touchdowns by week eight, I love LaFleur, but he shouldn't be calling the plays anymore if A.J. Dillon's healthy. That's another thing really quickly I want to say about that San Francisco game, which I tortured myself with and watched again last week. No, no. If A.J. Dillon doesn't get hurt in that game, if A.J. Dillon doesn't break his ribs in that game, man, he was cooking. Mm -hmm. They easily win that game. The problem was, like, Aaron Jones, 
I, I mean, I love Aaron Jones, but they, they needed a guy like A.J. Dillon in that cold-weather game. But he's going to have over five-and-a-half touchdowns easily, man. He's going to have at least two, three in one game, especially when it gets cold out at Lambeau. I think he's going to have a monster year. And that's the model that they're going with. That's the little floor offense, right? We're going to be a running football team. We're going to stuff the run. We're going to, you know, control the clock. We have Aaron Rodgers. And you know what I kind of like, man, is now Rodgers is like, screw it. I'm going to prove everybody wrong once again, just like he did the last two years when he had to win, go out there and win MVP after the Jordan Love pick two years ago. Because now everybody's saying, oh, there's going to be this drop-off. Is Rodgers going to be the same guy without Devontae Adams? We always do that. Is Rodgers going to be the same without Greg Jennings? Yes. Was he the same without Jordy Nelson? He's even better. This is the best version we've ever seen of Aaron Rodgers. So I think they're going to be really good. The the team that scares me is the Vikings. The Vikings are going to be really good, too. I agree. The Vikings definitely concern me in the NFC North when it comes to other teams in that division. But real quick, once again, one last thing for you, Horvey. We're talking with Ryan Horvath of BetMGM tonight in the BetMGM MLB podcast. I'd be a fool being the BetMGM MLB podcast host if I didn't ask you about the trade deadline coming up because, look, I know Shohei Otani is going to be a, you know probably traded eventually. I don't think he's going to be traded this deadline. I think it's a little too late to be taking offers. So it's, it's definitely going to end with Shohei in Los Angeles and maybe even Mike Trout because they're never going to figure it out with pitching. But Juan Soto may actually be traded this, this trade deadline, if not in the offseason. But you and I kind of agree. I saw you on Twitter. I, really th- I unfortunately think there's a real possibility that he might be traded to the Cardinals based on the young talent that they have. But is there anything like a market as far as like favorites, like who is the leading favorite for Juan Soto right now? I haven't seen anything over at MGM at least. So what I've been trying to do is just like look at the market on teams to bet. And I already have a little piece of the Padres anyway from the beginning of the season. Not to win the division, just because the Dodgers, we all know, are going to win 110 games. But to win the World Series and to come out of the NL and win the pennant because they we haven't even seen Tatis, man. And yeah. the pitching, other than Blake Stell, has been solid. Yarvich has been great. Joe Musgrove has been great. And, you know, I mean, Machado was putting together an MVP-type season before he got injured. And we haven't seen Tatis, like I said. I like their young guys, like Mackenzie Gore. So my hope is that I don't know if they'd have to offer C.J. Abrams and Mackenzie Gore, who are you know two of their top prospects, obviously two guys that we've seen in the bigs already this year. But I do think they have a nice team are up and want to win right now, where maybe they could steal Juan Soto away from the Cardinals if he had to leave Washington. I'm not rooting for the family out here, and I don't want Toby to uh, have his heart broken. Right. I don't want to break his heart. I got to be honest, man. So I'm hoping for the Padres, right? I Anybody but the Cardinals is what I continue to say. But are we really going to be shocked when the Dodgers swoop in last minute and he's in Los Angeles? Or the Yankees become a mystery team and he's a Yankee and they just say goodbye to Aaron Judge next year, which I don't think they'll do. I, I just have a bad feeling he ends up going to L.A. Yeah. Well, I think the Yankees especially, too, because they actually have some of the top prospects in all of baseball. It was a couple shortstops. And, I mean, what better insurance policy if you lose Judge than Juan Soto? So, yeah, I mean, those markets will definitely be a realistic option outside of St. Louis and San Diego and Seattle as well, who apparently is in the mix. But, Horvat, always appreciate the time, and we'll talk again later on, all right? I'll play you out with some G-Force, all right? Yeah, thank you, my brother. No problem. That was Ryan Horvat of BetMGM tonight and the BetMGM MLB podcast here on 1250 AM The Fan. We'll take a quick break. After the break, it is the return of Rami Makhlouf. 
who will join us to talk about what he's been up to in Sacramento. And we'll do another edition of Night's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery here on 1250 AM, The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.